right, everybody, and welcome to the We Out Here podcast with Conti and Carlo. I'm Conti, and uh, y'all know Carlo Brown. He needs no uh, no introduction. So I wanted to start off today's episode by uh, going over two things. Uh, one is thank y'all for following on the social media and getting in the DMs. I'm going to just shout them out again so everybody knows. Uh, we are on Instagram, WOH podcast and on twitter we are woh pod so please make sure you uh follow those show us some love <clears throat> and uh and then if you want to hear some we we be uh we're posting up uh links to see what people want us to talk about we're getting some good feedback from people and uh we appreciate y'all uh number two is that uh we got a notification that podcoin who was our first real uh sponsor is closing down in like a week and a half so we know that we got um, a bunch of subscribers from there. About 30-something percent of our listeners have pun- come from PodCoin. So I want to shout out that we appreciate um, them putting everything out there. And I uh, encourage everybody to make sure you go subscribe. We're on every platform, every app, everything. So we're on all of it. So get out there and continue to listen to us once PodCoin is gone. And uh, we look forward to keeping to entertain y'all for... For years to come, so uh, that's all I got. What What do you got, Carlo? I don't really have anything right now. Um, but how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. I'm uh, I'm getting ready to uh, to get up to go to your crib this uh, this weekend. I got to pack tomorrow and uh, get my shit ready. Get the get the mobile podcast set up ready, and uh, and then to be out there. Uh, how you been, man? What's what's new with you? A lot, man. I've been busy. I've been running around. Um, but you know, just more so, just getting uh things streamlined and automated in my life. So you know, I'm a very in my personal life, I'm a very ambitious and um goal oriented person. So just overall, um, you know, when you have a lot of things you want to achieve in general you tend to have to plan ahead and structure yourself and be disciplined. So for example, if I, if I want to wake up at a certain time and go for a run before I have to be in the office, I have to not only be dedicated to that, I have to plan around it. So something's going to fall off, whether it be, you know, if I had to clean something or if I had to, you know, work on something late, shoot a podcast, you know, that just, it just, anything and nothing's a burden it's just whenever you have a lot of things that you want to accomplish there's only 24 hours in a day and something always falls off something's always going to lose its attention so just i've been focused on getting things more streamlined and automated that way i don't have to spend as much time doing certain things and um on that note your boy has also been kind of like distancing himself from certain people because you know certain people can try to demand your time and if they're not really significant in your life you shouldn't really um overcommit yourself at the end of the day our relationships are important we all value our friends family significant others whether it be a wife spouse whatever your sexuality is I, i don't care um you know whomever it is that you really um value those relationships always make a sacrifice and uh put them first you know those things really do matter because you can't take your career with you when you die um but 
you know, usually the people that you love, you can't take them with you either, but they're at least going to be around when that shit's happening, hopefully. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that I know that was a long spiel on that, but that's really what I've been focused on, man. I know I didn't get specific. I don't really get specific in my personal life, but I know you feel me, B. I, I feel you, man. I feel you. Uh, yeah. I Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh so there's a few things that uh that have been happening this week and uh the biggest one is uh I guess we'll just get right into it is uh <clears throat> Takashi 69 has been uh testifying aka uh snitching. He's been testifying out here in the streets and it is it's pretty it's pretty, it's pretty wild shit. Uh I mean, he's been doing a lot more than snitching. He's been straight up just airing everything out. So uh, now I, I wanna I wanna say this. I wanna start this by saying like, yo, I think that the whole like uh, gang persona and doing all this shit and like you know saying you're gonna be shooting at people and everything is pretty is pretty fucking whack. But I mean, I like the music and it's fun. But like, we ain't out here condoning that you should be selling rocks. And shooting people. That being said, I'm I feel like that shit. Get on the block. No, I'm playing, guys. Absolutely, okay. we're not. We're not but condoning. That being said, that being said, if you get a face tattoo, you can't be snitching. And I think that's pretty apparent. Like once you get a face tattoo, you're all in. I know that like young kids. I don't want to sound like an old ass dude who's like this generation, but a lot of people back in the day. If you had a face tattoo, you were a fucking savage. Nowadays, like, young white rappers have face tattoos, so it's a little different. But I feel like if you commit and you get a giant 6'9 on your fucking face with, like, the saw mask guy on your cheek and, like, whatever other shit he's got, like, I feel like you are pretty fucking pot committed. You've gone all in on the gang lifestyle, and you like you can't come back now. Like, I don't understand what what do they think he's gonna do here? Is does he think that like he's gonna get into witness protection? Like, is he gonna go out to Wyoming and might, no one is gonna notice it, it him? This might be but different. Like, it might be like, heavy security and that kind of stuff. And I agree. Like, do I they mean, do face off? off? Like, do they just replace his face, like, with someone else's face? Like, I don't he ain't understand. Worth that federal budget. That's what he I'm saying. Give, like, he ain't what giving are you... them that much. Yeah, he's giving them some generic gang members and a few robberies and a few, gun, like, a few attempted murders. This ain't even like, it ain't even like he's found a whole bunch of buried bodies or nothing. The only reason why this shit is getting any attention is because he's a famous rapper. This type of stuff is happening every day, and yep. these type of cases get closed month to month to month. But, you know... To start off with what you were saying, I think that if you're going to be a criminal, you shouldn't get any tattoos. You haven't been booked <laughs> by the police, right? Or if you have been questioned by the police, they are looking for key identifiers. Do you have any distinctive tattoos? You know, you don't want to give them any reason or yourself any reason to stand out. Now, like Conti said earlier. We're not condoning any criminal activity or bad behavior <laughs> on this podcast. We're just telling you if you're going to do some shit, be all that you can be and be smart about it. But um, on the flip side, you know, you look at 6ix9ine. He's a child. He started off young. I don't even know if he was I 21. Like, I think he's like 20, 
23 or 24. I don't think he was Yeah, he's that getting young. older. That's what I'm saying. But when he was first coming on the scene, doing all this wild stuff, um, you know, if anyone knows anything about Takashi 69, he is the ultimate troll. Um, he had no chill. He would be in everyone's face. He had quite a few other cases against him. Um, one with having sex with an underage girl when he was 19. <laughs> yeah. Um, he beat that. I think he did. I don't know. I think he pled guilty to that. But what I'm getting at is, you know, you see these kids that um get involved with heavy gang activity after they make it. And that's the shit that I don't really understand. Like, I know he was affiliated, you know, when before he was quote unquote famous in rapping. Uh, supposedly. However, I don't think it was what it became because when you read his transcript, like you were saying, he met a lot of these heavy, these high level people after he released Gummo or when he was shooting a video and things like that. And, you know, that was his number one single. I actually don't like Six Nines music. I'm going to say that publicly. You know, as a rap fan, I think that, um, his individual tracks, I wasn't feeling a lot of them, but I do like his verse on Get the Strap with 50. That shit was hard. But, yeah, um, so, oh, no, before ahead. you get, I just wanted to say one last thing on him, man. Like, what concerns me about that is, is, you know, what people don't realize on the flip side of this is the streets are very real. What you hear in a rap song is entertainment. There are people that live in the street, they live by the street, and they, li- they will die by the street. There is a code to this stuff. And um, he's affiliated with real gang members. Like, this isn't a joke. So the people that he is testifying on will have him killed if they have the proper things put in place. And... I don't think 6ix9ine even realized the magnitude of the shit he was doing until he is where he is, hence why he's snitching. And the shit that I don't respect is I'm a man that believes if you make your bed, you sleep in it. You know, he's throwing people under the bus. And anybody that knows the street, that's the number one rule because we're all out here doing shit. And if I can't trust you, you just got to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, allegedly, you know, he got, he was selling drugs and shit in his neighborhood. That's how he got involved with knowing some of the bloods. And then when he started popping with rapping and he was going to record Gummo, he uh, he got out here. But, like, again, like, basically to what you're saying is if you get a face tattoo, you're all in, right? You don't get to come back from that. You get a face tattoo. At least tattoo, for rap music. No, no, no. How like, many just people in do general, you know with a face in real life, tattoo? In real life, if you, get a fat, if you get a face tattoo, you in a criminal lifestyle, you can't come back, right? You you go to jail or you die or you get shot. Like, that's how people with face yeah, tattoos in their CBS. life, right? You ain't going to go back and be like, oh, I want to change my life and now I want to go be a stockbroker. Like, that shit, you exactly. wave goodbye to that shit, bro. When you get a fucking face tattoo, you're in. So you you can't snitch when you have a face tattoo. But this guy goes through and just fucking is straight up putting out everything. So he goes here and where are we here? All right. So I I like this line. Okay, here we go. So they first interview him. They're like, uh, Mr. Hernandez, where were you born? He, he says, uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn. 
Shasta Bushwick. I just imagine this in his voice. I just imagine this in his voice. Like, how far did you go? I don't know, like 10th grade with the sticky up. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So then, yeah, I can't stand this kid. He has so rainbow then, hair. If you don't so know then, anything about this kid, just please Google was, him while we talk was, to you. Yeah, yes. this was, I mean, that was his thing. So, yeah, so then uh, he goes, uh, so they he go, so when did you Brooklyn start? He's Brooklyn. So they go, yeah. when did you start living in federal custody? When did you start living in federal custody? And when did you start cooperating? He says, the next day, the day after we were taken down. My man didn't even make it 24 hours. He was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. They came to him. We're, like, we're going to hit you with a racketeering charge, and you're going to do 40. And he's like, how many? 40? I'm oh, only nah. 23. We ain't, we ain't doing 40. What, what, what are my other options? Well, you could talk to us, and we'll probably give you like two in federal custody. Way will hide you out somewhere, and then... We'll, we'll we'll just send you on your way. You can keep your money. Oh, we doing two. That's I picked that one. So so then they go, okay. Uh, he goes, so they said, uh, were you a member of a gang? He goes, yes, the Trey Nine Bloods. They go, okay, uh, what sort of things did uh, Nine Trey do? He goes, robberies, assaults, drugs. He goes, do you recognize, the guy goes, do you recognize anyone in the court? And he goes, Anthony Ellison has a gray suit on. Mac has a brown suit on. I mean, he's just pointing them out. That guy, that guy, that guy. Uh, so, bu- 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 skip here. They're asking him about when he started. Okay, so he started doing rock and roll rap. He toured overseas. He made about two grand profit. Um, okay, here we go. So, this is when it changed. So in September 2017, he filmed a video in Bed-Stuy at 370 Madison, and then they uh, show and exhibit the, uh, the evidence to the court. And it was, it was called Gummo, and then the guy spells it G-U-M-M-O. He goes, I signed a 20% management deal um, to Seiko Billy. Billy is Trey Nine. So I asked him to provide members to the video. Okay, so this is how he got involved. He signed a management deal with a guy who was part of the Trey Nine gang. What in the Suge Knight is happening? Yeah. So he signed a deal. Right now. So he signed a deal, and then that guy was part of the Six Nine, uh, the Trey Nine gang. So he said, "Okay, can you provide members for the video?" And so he brought this guy to 371 Madison. That's when he met Shoddy, who's the guy that ran Treyway. And he said, and the guy came up to him and said, we with you little homie and brought a bunch of red bandanas. Um, so now, so this is my, this is one of my it favorite parts to of this me whole that thing. He became blood after he had a so hit. This, this is exactly what it is here. Yeah. So it says the government That's played so a song. stupid to me. It says yeah, the government bad. played a song loud. And now they're parsing the video. So they just, they played Gummo for the, for the, <laughs> in the courtroom. Uh, the and, judge is just saying that. And, the, and everyone, the judge, I just can imagine like a bunch of like old people <laughs> of any race, black, white, Asian, whatever, just having to sit there if they've never heard Gummo before. And this kid is on trial and it's just like playing Gummo at like max volume while they're fucking waving flags and waving guns. <laughs> And oh so, uh, you look guilty. And so they're pointing out the guns in one thing, and they say, "Is the guns real?" And he says, "Yes." And then, okay. So then he talks about how, um, 
So they play another song called Kuda. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now the government plays part of Kuda. They run through the lyrics and then he says they were, they were asking him like, what does he mean about things? And he said, if you replace the N word with people, then you'll understand what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so just like, so just like they're like trying to explain it for people that don't understand don't how, understand. how people from the streets talk now. So exactly. they're just like, just replace the N word with people and you'll understand what I'm saying. So, um, So where's the next one here? Okay, here. So 6 9 said, to be initiated, you had to do work, like cut somebody's face. And then they say, but you were not initiated, right? And he said, right. I just had to keep making hits and giving financial support to the gang, equip them with guns so, like, they could buy guns. And he said, what Yo, did you bro, get? he is snitching so and, hard right now. Dude, you dude, criminal activity gets, he's exposing? It gets, it, gets, yeah. it gets way worse. So then he goes... So what did you get from Trey Nine? He says, I would say my career. I got credibility, protection, Ugh. all of the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Trey Way was I'm basically he says, extorted by the and he gang says, is what Yeah, and he saying. says Trey Way yeah, was yeah. something we could market. And then he goes, could you demonstrate the head shake? He goes, I need two people, but, and then in quotes, it says, now 6 9 is shaking hands with himself, standing up so the jury <laughs> can see. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. So... He says, uh, we would show up at a strip club in Brooklyn, Angel Strip Club. Uh, and da, 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 let's see here. Where's the next thing? So now he's, uh, so he identifies this guy. He says, uh, who is Murder Mel? And he says, Murder Mel is in this photo wearing a Cincinnati Reds hat. He's the grandfather, I mean, godfather of the Trey Nine, a.k.a. Ma Mel Matrix. Then he says, does, does Nine Trey have a leadership structure? He goes, yeah, there was a street lineup and a prison lineup. He goes, how did the prison lineup go? He says, my understanding is that with the prison lineup, there was a higher up to anything to get shanked in on the street. He says, what was the street lineup? He said, there was Godfather, Twins, Five Star General. He says, Murder Mel was the Godfather. Right under was Shoddy. Seco Billy was Five Star. Um, and then... He said, Shadi said, when, if we take care of the people behind the wall, they take care of you. Um, it's, I mean, this is, this is just wild. He, he leaks about um, Trippy Red being in a rival gang. So he talks about that fight when he had outside of LAX. Yo, when he was got into the fight Casanova in the street. And them. Wasn't he yeah. talking about Well, them? he admitted to shooting at Casanova and, well, ordering someone to shoot at Casanova. And he had to explain his beef with him. So he said that Casanova was part of another rival blood gang and they had a beef. And so he, the, the Trey, uh, Trey Nines were going to uh, take care of it for him. Yeah, listen, this is why I really, I don't know if you saw this, but um, I don't know if it was with Angie Martinez or if it was with the Breakfast Club. Shouts to both. It was with the um, Breakfast Club when they were when they were sitting there telling him yeah, like yeah, your nah, life is going to end or whatever. Yeah, then they did that. Yeah. But when Fat yeah. Joe went up there and was trying to tell people um, how, what he tried to do for Six Nine because Fat Joe was from the streets. Yeah, Terror Squad is is very real. 
Like, if you just know anything about rap and just who Fat Joe is, he's been around since the early 90s. Like, he's been around legends. He's worked. He was with, that's Big Pun's man. He was right hand with a legend. And in my humble opinion, I actually think he makes hot rap music. Like, I think Fat Joe could rap, even if you listen to his older day stuff before people were really fucking with him. Um, But just going aside from that, he was always heavy in the street. And he was trying to explain to 6ix9ine, like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, these people are real. Like, you are being used. He was trying to, like, explain to him, you can get away from this. I'm trying to get him away from this. And he even sat this young dude down. You can look at this interview, Google it, Bat Joe, Takashi 6ix9ine. And he is giving him advice coming. He's What is Fat Joe? In his 40s? Probably. probably at least. You know? telling this kid you know i was you and i was involved with a lot of things and you know we were running the street and it can go left real quick what i didn't see what i didn't expect was the snitching but that's what happens when you get faced with 40 years and you're not (laughs) built for that you're not a gangster you know, he's not. He, we just found out that he basically got involved with this gang because he was rap. Yeah. You know, he's not like he gangster. knew them, but That's he became a... in, exactly. Yeah. He is in the courtroom putting people away for life right now. Yeah. You think that people in the street are going to let this slide? Yeah, that's you know, why it, I don't know how you're going to get in wishing. I don't know how you're going to blend in with all the white people in Wyoming when they ship your ass out there with your fucking face tattoo. But you better hope that they could do some sort of fucking laser removal while you're in while you're in uh, while you're hiding out. Because I don't know I'd how you get away. I'd go to like London. But how do you get citizenship? You can't. You're a menace to society right now in America. Yeah. You can't even go to Canada with a DUI. Dude. Yeah, you can't. You can't go to Canada for all types of shit. But uh, I'm just saying, I think London's the same way Um, or the UK. I'm just saying London, like London's the whole country. Yeah. Um, You know, just in general, like anywhere that's civilized where you have a shot and speak the language, where you going to go? Nowhere, man. Yeah. Can't go to fucking DR. Can't go to Puerto Rico. Like you can't. Where are you going to go? You gotta go oh, to fucking. Are, they will be, it will be too easy to get yeah, you out there. That's what I'm be fishing a barrel. You could. I mean, they shot a big country. Pop- they'll kill they them for a thousand dollars. Dude, out they there. shot a big poppy in DR. If they shoot a big poppy in DR, they'll shoot at anybody. You like, know, like, like I said, it's a third world country. People yeah. don't understand. You know, <clears throat> in America, we're very sheltered, and he, and there's real things happening in America. As you see with this six nine situation, and that's even on a smaller scale. But what I'm trying to say is when you look at the world as a whole thing, like, you know, not everybody has the opportunities that we have to education, clean water, shoes on our feet, good clothes on our back, and decent meals in our bellies. You know, we all live relatively like kings in comparison to the most of the world. And uh, you think about what happened to Big Poppy. You feel what I'm saying? Shasta Ortiz, I'm glad to hear that he's doing well. Um... It's like, how could that happen? And they love this nigga in DR. It's like, yo, you going to offer somebody $250,000 down there to kill somebody? That is a lifetime opportunity to somebody. It's from the street that's been robbing and stealing just to feed himself his think- whole life because he has nothing. But I think that might be a different situation. But I'm just going, in general, I'm, what I'm just saying in general is, I, listen, my family is Haitian. That's the poorest country in this hemisphere i went to haiti i seen devastation like no other don't let me call them haitian hitters they do it for nothing not playing not real talk (laughs) that's all that's what i'm really trying to articulate 
is like, you know, these people are devastated. They have they they don't have access to things. If you offer them ten thousand dollars, they'll do just about anything for ten thousand American. So, yeah, my bad. So yeah, I was gonna say the the hit for Big Poppy was eight grand was what they gave you see? the guy. Yeah, that's crazy. But, uh, I didn't even know that. But yeah, so he testified against them when they beat up Trippy Red. So he said on the stand that he opened up a beef with Trippy Red was a set another he was with another set of bloods along with Casanova. He testified that he and Trippy Red were on the same label, but they didn't like each other. He says that his former manager Shoddy wanted something done to Trippy. Shoddy said he'd get the gang on it, and they orchestrated an attack. Takashi stayed inside the vehicle while that attack happened. He testified that the defendant, Anthony Harve Ellison, punched Trippy in the mouth, and from that point on, that's when he chose Harve as his bodyguard. Uh, so he said that he would give them half the money. For example, he said, if I would make 250K, they would give him 185K and take the rest. So he was making a little bit, he was making like 60% of his money and the gang was taking the I'm rest of it. Sure, yeah, and I'm pretty sure he was laundering money too. But well, I mean, they were just taking everything. it from him. Like well, he was nah, just, they were extorting they were just, him for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, they were doing the same thing to Chris Brown. Chris, Chris they Brown. They still doing paying, the same shit to Chris yeah, Brown. Yeah, he was paying like. He's uh, doing the same shit right now. What's that shit called when you when you go to another city and you got to check in? Oh, so they he has a thing about checking in too, about how the beef started when uh, when he. I'll uh, be damned, niggas yeah. going to start my money. So then, so okay. yeah, so he says. So here, so Takashi said that um, he got. So he says it started in March of 2018. He booked a gig in Austin, but he didn't check in with the people at Rap a Lot Records. That started a beef because Houston and Texas in general is Rap a Lot's home turf. Takashi said under oath, Rap a Lot heavies refused to let him enter his gig. As a result, he couldn't perform and lost between fifteen, ten to fifteen thousand dollars. He says the lost revenue caused tension between his manager Shoddy and his bodyguard Harv because Harv called Shoddy a pussy because he didn't stand up to rap a lot. And Six Nine said he ended up firing Harv shortly after that. Turns out Rap a Lot Records Honcho Jay Prince was in New York City next month and to She says Shoddy and other gang members pulled an armed robbery on the Rapalot reps in the lobby of a building while Takashi sat outside in the parked car. And there's this there's video of this robbery. Um, he said they left the scene in a car. They had the video of that. <clears throat> then uh, then here's another one where he says that they were getting harassed by two men in a restaurant. So Shoddy came, stepped in and pistol whipped the dude <laughs> and then fired shots at their car when they tried to run away. Then they talks about the the face to face fight with Casanova, um, um, and then here here he talks about how he ordered a hit on Chief Keef. Yo, so you know how long this testimony is? He this is, is two days big. worth, oh and he's still God. on tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm he's saying. Still, he's he still going been talking forever. Takashi just spilled the beans on the Times Square shooting involved Chief Keef. He admitted to arranging the hit. He promised twenty k to the trigger man. Yo, however, the amount was reduced. Oh he, however, God. the amount was reduced to 10k after Takashi learned the hitman only fired once and missed. Um, and then basically what happened was this whole incident where the guy Harv is uh arrested and on trial is because basically that guy Harv called 
the like the second in command guy, the guy shoddy, uh, a pussy because they didn't stand up to those guys in Houston that blocked them from getting into the show, and then the gang didn't make their cut of the 15k because they didn't make the mm. 15k. So then they fired this guy Harv. So then he was stewing about that shit because he was a gang member, and now he's not getting his money from that shit anymore. So he stewed on it. So then apparently that guy, the old bodyguard, and some other people are the ones that kidnapped 6 9 and stole all his jewelry and then beat him up. If you remember, like, a few months before he got arrested, he got he ended up not cooperating with police and then checked himself into a uh, hospital, and his face was all beat up. And it was because he got jumped pistol whipped and then put in a car and they were holding him at gunpoint and then they drove to his house where his girl was and made him call his girl and have him bring all the jewelry outside and then they took the jewelry in the car and then they beat him up and threw him out of the car and then they left with all of his jewelry and his money his girl's clearly not a gangster because baby why would i call you to Make a well, I'm sure like that, that she knew. I'm sure that he called and said, "They're gonna fucking kill me if you don't bring the jewelry." I'm sure probably that he, didn't, have he to didn't like. Yeah, he probably had to let it know. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Listen, like, I'm, I don't I'm need pretty, you to help me other than just bring just this break jewelry. the jewelry. <laughs> I don't want to be dead. So just give yeah. these motherfuckers the jewelry. Yeah, listen, man. That's what I'm trying to articulate, though. Clearly, he's not a gangster. Like everything that I'm saying, like, is just along the lines. Like he really shouldn't have been affiliated with these people and people tried to give him guidance wasn't thinking he just wasn't thinking but i also am not saying that you know listen listen i'm not condoning any criminal activity i'm not saying that hey these people should walk free they just he shouldn't be snitching on these people the way he is is what i'm saying you know, what I, I, for me personally, I have a hard time stomaching this. And some people will be like, oh, well, you know, at the end of the day, he's innocent. He was really just a rapper trying to make it. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure, you know, there was some perks that came along with being affiliated with the gang. You know? Seems yeah, like those, a lot perks, less. those perks weren't worth 40 years, apparently. That's, exactly. that's, that's what, that's he's what I'm getting. It seems like a lot less. I was literally about to say what you said but uh you know he knew what he was getting into to some degree but i just really don't think that a lot of these kids that's why i called him a child realize that you're playing with your life yeah with your life yeah it's not a joke they can take yeah. it from you whether it's murder or jail you <laughs> feel like what I'm saying? Said, when you start moving a certain way you don't realize that these consequences can shake you up when he had to sit down and be like, Oh, so I might not get out of jail till I'm 63. It's like, what? Wait, yeah. wait what? Huh? What? His parents probably ain't even that old. You feel what I'm saying? So listen, man, you, you think it's cool. You get your face tat, you release a record, you get you a little bit of honeys. Now, no, you going on the road. Until the real ones come and they start really trying to really trying to use you for that bread and you just get yourself deeper and deeper and now you understand saying this is the handshake, giving yourself that in front of the jury. That's how it works. Wow. Yeah. Wild, wild shit. But again, you just you can't you can't snitch if you got a face tattoo. You just, you just went all in, bro. You went all in. 
You now got to eat that 40 years. Because where Cause, do you go from here? Now, seriously, <laughs> that's the next conversation. It's yeah, like, all where right, do you, go? you didn't get 40 years because the federal government's not going to take care of you, fam. They're just not going to. No, I mean, they are, might give I'm you a fake name. My no, 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 no. They might give yeah. you a fake name and a, a new, new social, social security number yeah. and put you out somewhere and give you a f- and let you keep some of the money you already had. So he probably He's now got born in fucking Nevada, you know, yeah, things like that. But uh, you got face tattoos, so you ain't going to hide, you know? It's like in Sopranos when Tony, like, is getting gas upstate. When he takes he his daughter dude. there and he sees the dude yeah. and then he just straight up kills the guy while he's on there. Except he had to recognize him because he knew him. Meanwhile, um, everyone will know who the fuck you are. You can't go anywhere in the United States of America with that face tattoo without I think somebody he has the money somewhere. For surgery. I think he has the money for surgery. Yeah, but that like you people. can't even get, I mean, even you if you look at people that got not yeah, that well, fucked. though. Yeah, that's not, and they it's look gonna be like up. scarred skin and like Yeah, like charred. it doesn't look that good. Like, like you can get them removed, but they just basically fade out and it takes a long time. Like It's like six months treatments. Yeah, it's like a lot of work. It's maybe yeah. more than that. Hey, listen, they're getting better and better with everything with technology, but listen, he's fucked. Yeah, he's no, fucked. I'm not playing devil's advocate. I'm just trying to say he has <laughs> options to try, but none of them are good, you know? But hey, what do you yeah. think happens to his rap career? What will that say about us as consumers? Do we support 6ix9ine if he still rap actually cr- keeps trying to rap? No, I his rap career I, I is over. I never supported it before. And it's not, yeah. even that, it's not even that people wouldn't support it. It's that he can't go anywhere to record it because someone will fucking kill him. Like, what's he gonna do? He's gotta go to like an underground bunker, like in he the middle of the nowhere. Yeah, and he's gotta like and just release tracks straight to the internet. Like, otherwise, <laughs> you're gonna be hiding out like in a bunker, like a doomsday device, and just be like pumping out tracks. Like, I don't know who, no, who's no. he'd have to make his own beats too. Like, no one's gonna make a beat for him. He's over like, it. Yeah, nah, it's yeah, like, it's, how'd you send him that beat? His rap career is over. He's gotta like yeah. wear a mask, he's gotta say like he was a burn victim. And wear like a mask all day long, and then like go mop floors in a high school somewhere in like Wyoming. Like I don't know what else you do. Like what else do you do? You're like a oh night stalker. You're like a night janitor at a high school in Wyoming. Well, you know, and you gotta like wear a face mask all day. Like I don't know what you do outside of that because it's a. Uh, I don't know. I'm about man. to it's watch pretty... that Sopranos episode. Yeah, that was a uh, good episode. It was a where good he takes one, Meadow to go to college. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy we're talking. I've seen every Sopranos episode twice over. So yeah. if you think about how long the Sopranos series is, I dedicated too much of my life to that shit. Not like legit. I didn't sit through it all, but you know what I'm trying to say. Just to, I was about to incriminate myself. Yeah, don't do that. Anyway. Um, so I just got this text message, right? Okay. And it's very interesting. I'm going to share it. This chick tells me that uh, she uh, wa- she was like, after work, she was stressed and she was like, I need a shot. And I was just like, you should go out. And then she says to me, we should go out. Let me ask you something. Does that not sound like she's trying to hang out tonight? Yes. How's this chick telling me when I say, all right, where you want to meet? Oh, I didn't mean tonight. I'm at Friday. 
Oh, well, sucks to be her then, I guess. Because, like, I mean, that sounded like today, but uh, who knows, you know? Yeah, it's just interesting, though, because I'm now, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and it's like, I've told her twice, maybe three times, that we all got plans this weekend. Because she's playing games, and so she wants you to be the one that says, no, you can't hang out. So then when you ask her to hang out, you get to be like, oh, you, uh, you, weren't, you weren't available the last time. Listen, I am not curving my walls. No, I know. She knows that too, which is why she's, uh, she is trying to keep saying Friday so that she can be like, oh, I did try to hang out with you. Yeah. You know, I'm too I'm too advanced for the games, man. I'm too advanced. And I don't mean that arrogantly or cocky. I just really mean that. Like my responses to females when I talk to them as of late has been on a whole nother level. Like I'm saying shit that's like, where the fuck did I pull that from? Cause that was smooth and clever. I don't even know where that came from. And it's Pose the theory, Conti, that I think a lot of men need to embrace. Because I think a lot of fellas are out here fucking the game up. <laughs> and that's why these girls play so many games. Because there's too many people letting them get away with it. And I don't mean this negatively. I just mean that you should really talk to as many girls as you possibly can. Via text, in person. It's like any skill set. You just get better. Every time you do it, it's like the master blacksmith. He, he or uh, samurai sword. The maker. samurai, like, yeah, the one yeah, that says like yeah. a thousand, like or whatever. It takes a thousand tries to master something. What is that? The thousand hours rule. What is that? Yeah. That's like the it's, it's, the book, right? You just gotta do it like that, bro. Because my blade is so sharp. It's so sharp now, and uh, I'm just finding myself being able to successfully keep women at bay and interested in me and really getting them wanting to wanting to do things on my time as opposed to me chasing them around like the the tables have turned and I couldn't tell you where it came from so the other day right I was like I was talking to like a bunch of girls in one day. I had like four people blown. And this isn't me bragging, saying I'm smashing a bunch of girls, fellas. I'm literally saying just talk to as many of them as you can. Just just do it. Because now you'll just be able to gather competitive intel. Your emotional intelligence will raise up. And you'll realize that 90% of these things that these chicks are doing isn't even personal. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but that's a whole nother conversation. Just so anyway, I was talking to this girl. And she asked me a very loaded question. She was like, what makes you happy? I, all right. So before I get into that, I, I don't know if I spoke to you about this, but Conti, if somebody asked you that question, how would you feel? I mean, it depends on who the person is. Like, You don't know this person is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's just some random so chick that you so just talking to. I'd give her some bullshit answer so she just got over it. Yeah, exactly. She's some self-edited like answer shit. where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I like doing this, that. Nah, I hit this bitch with wisdom. Part of my like, what you get? <laughs> I told her, you know, as humans, you know, our happiness fluctuates from moment to moment based on our environment, our thoughts, and just things of that nature. 
So I don't see how you could expect me to answer that question with simplicity. She proceeded to respond to me completely like in awe of what I said. You feel what I'm saying? Like she was like taking, she, it wasn't something that she was expecting. And then, yo, for lack of a better term, now this girl's all on my shit. Like she's blowing me up every day. I've been curving her just because it's just like, I'll get at you when I get at you. And this is what I'm talking about, fellas. You just need to keep talking to them because I don't even know where that response came from. I mean, that's real talk. I definitely believe that. But the self-editing, the pretending, it just goes out the window. It's like, I'm not going to make some stupid shit up just to satisfy this bitch's stupid question. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to spit it real. So yeah, I'm on a hot streak. All right, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, like, you're saying, like, I wouldn't give a... A, 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 a fake answer like I wasn't saying I would make something up and be like I like watching Grey's Anatomy and drinking wine you want to come over I just give her like a regular answer like that's, I know what you mean I wasn't attacking not, you personally yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the guys that are fucking the game up and doing exactly what you just said yeah cause I'd be like I don't know right now it makes me happy cause I'm watching the NFL like I'm watching fuck it. like it depends on what it is and where it's at I don't know exactly but let me, so the other day, right, this is actually not even the other day, yesterday, I am just having some fun. So I happened to see one of my ex-girlfriends post on Snapchat, and it was of her bed. And she was like, oh, I'm missing my bed right now. Sleep, sleep, sleep. So I did some half-fuck boy slide in the DM, was just like, oh, but you know, you need me over there, though. Wink, face, whatever, whatever, emoji, emoji. Um, and she was like, oh, is that so? And I was like, yo, I'm not even kidding, no. And then she goes, don't you have a girl or something? Freeze frame. The exact story I just told you about me responding to the chick with the happiness fluctuates, blah, blah, blah. I took a screenshot of that shit and I put it on Facebook. And no, I, I saw like, you because you were stunned for yeah. the other hoes out there to let them know. I 100% on was. Shit. And like, I was. Come on. I mean, that, nah, when I saw that, it was more for the fellas. Nah, I'm, the same way I'm telling you this nah. story. I'm telling you right. Yo, because I don't for have the to limit. This is for the fellas. That Instagram shit was for the hoes. It was for both. You know, okay, I can hear you smiling, so don't talk to these people. Because no, I'm not this denying the, truth the other side. I'm not denying the other side, but it really was. Because what I say, yo, fellas, if she ever asked you a loaded question like this, respond to her with this. Hashtag free game. 100%. So, you know, my ex seen that shit. And, y'all I was telling this to my brother. Yo, it could be 10 years, two years, five years. As soon as your ex sees you either talking to another girl, you're with another girl, she's going to be mad at you about that shit. Not all girls are the same. And to the women out there that are secure enough and really understand that life goes on and you can't be mad, I love y'all too. And to the insecure ones, I love you too. But for the most part, she's going to be tight because I haven't dated this woman in fab. It's been a decade. No, I'm kidding, but it feels like it. And... um. She shouldn't be upset. Oh, don't you have a girl or something? I was like, no, nah, I'm single. You know cheating's been my style. And she's like, oh, okay. Um, and I forgot what I said to her. What I said something to her. But long story short, you know, she said something to me, and I was just like, well, you'll always be number one, even if you ain't the only one. Wink face. Now, and first of all, goes, that's a lie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so now you're like, 
Fellas. I love how you know I'm like, who I'm talking about. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. This is my ex. I'm just flirting with my ex. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's like, where's all this coming from? Now, this is the girl that I used that when I was dating back in when we lived together. Okay. Okay. I'm just fucking around. And I'm just like, I told her that. I was like, come on, laughing, LOL. I'm just flirting with my ex trying to have a good time. And she's like, well, where's all this coming from? And I was just like, well, when you genuinely love someone, even if you're no longer together, as humans, you typic- we typically want to see people that we care about do well, be happy, and just overall have a good time. I happened to see your post, and I thought to myself, hey, let me reach out because it's been a while. I don't have any ulterior motive. You know what her response to me was? Is as humans your new thing? Because that's the same shit I said to the other bit. That in, I in mean, the screenshot. She ain't you know wrong. I said she. It's like yo, how <laughs> tight are you? Might be. You said it you might know, be. How tight are you? It's like in her mind, yo. I'm not even gonna finish this story with my next response. I don't say anything to her. She goes, I don't like the manner in which you speak. I said to her, Oh, well, I meant zero disrespect and had no intention to offend you. And if I have, I sincerely apologize because I was really just reaching out to say, I hope all is well. And then I wish you best of luck. She just gives me the wave emoji like, bye. I just shrugged my shoulders and winked at her. And this is what I'm getting at is, listen, I did nothing wrong to my ex. And I really sincerely hope that she finds happiness, peace within, and finds somebody that will love her for the great, kind-spirited, beautiful girl that I did fall in love with at the time. I'm sorry that it didn't work out between us. And I know you're not a listener to this podcast, but if somebody is and they let you hear this one day, I hope you it finds your ears and you know that I genuinely want to see you do well. I'm not going to reach out to you again because I don't want to disrespect nobody. But fellas, talk to as many bitches as you can because your game will be tight and flex (laughs) on all your exes because they will be tight forever about that too. (laughs) And at the same time, remember, it's a numbers game. If you talk to 10, you're definitely going to hang out with at least four. And then now you have a quality shot at smashing one. And if you get, as you go in the game, your numbers will get better. Yeah. So this sounds like something that we should do. We should do an episode uh, like uh, the t- 10,000 hours of talking to hoes because, uh, <laughs> or bitches, <laughs> because yeah, then we go, sorry, ladies, like in little quotes, like your famous line, because uh, what you were talking about with the, you got to get your reps in, it reminded me of, there's a book called Outliers. I've never read it, but I know about it. It's by Malcolm Gall, uh, uh, Gladwell or Galdwell. Um, I've but actually he, heard that he's pretty yeah, good. No, so yeah. he basically talks to a bunch of, he talks to people and about their lives um, and how they became like experts in their field. And basically there was another study from someone else that he based it on, which basically said that uh, it takes 10,000 hours to master something. So if you, um, if you are practicing your skill, constantly striving to improve, monitor your performance, evaluate your success, and working on the aspects you're not good at, that counts as, if you're doing that, that's 10,000 hours. So basically, if you work 20 hours a week, 
that's 9.6 years. If you work 40 hours a week, that's 4.8 years. And if you work 60 hours a week, that's 3.6 years. So that's what they're saying is like, and then they show like Bill Gates, the Beatles, like all these big famous things about how they break out after they reach 10,000 hours of doing whatever they do in the profession. So we might have to do a 10,000 hours booster kit for these young, for the young boys out there on how to get into the DMs or the old fellas. You know who we should get? I know the perfect guest. All the fellas that's fucking the game up. I know the perfect guest for this. I got to, I'll talk to you offline, but I, I got, I got the perfect guest for this. Uh, 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 you know him and I'm not going to blast it out here, but he's a guy a little bit older than us that gave the BB powers to a certain man who went out there and just, he taught him too much game too fast. And he just exploded out onto the scene and was just out there just doing some wild shit. We'll talk about it offline, but I know the perfect guess for that. I'm open to that. I'm definitely open to that. But on the flip side, though, just going back to what I was saying for a minute, because I totally feel you, and that's the whole point. And, fellas, I don't care if you're in a committed relationship with your girl or if you're married. I am not telling you to have sex or do anything with these women. I'm not even telling you to text women if you're married. That's disrespectful to your spouse. Or even if you have a girl, that's disrespectful to your woman. But if you at the Starbucks and you see a barista, flirt with her. Yeah. Playfully, <laughs> sharpen your blade. It will keep you on point with your wife. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. Because there was a time I wasn't talking to anybody. And then I think about where I was at in February and where I'm at now. You know, granted, it's like, it's like, I mean, I had a lot of practice back in the day on top of this. So it's like, it's, I've been playing ball a lot lately. So this is the analogy I'm going to use. When I first started playing ball this summer, I was rusty. Niggas can't check me now. It's the end of summer. We in the fall. What I'm trying to say is I've had years of playing basketball. Fundamental skills that were developed, training, practicing, mastery, like we said. I put it down just like I did talking to chicks. I put the game down. I stopped playing. I got back out there. My confidence was shaking. The moves weren't right. The mechanics were off. The move, I was uncomfortable making certain moves. I was uncomfortable taking certain shots. I didn't believe I could do certain things. And then now, I go out there, spin move, crossover, step back, fade away, swish. And that's the same thing that I'm doing to these chicks. They can't guard me, son. You need to cross them up. They're going to hit you with bullshit. Respond with the fly shit. And I'm telling you right now, you only get better with the more that you do it. And if you've never done it before, pick up Robert Beck's book, a.k.a. Iceberg Slim, and he will teach you how to get the confidence to start somewhere. And from there, just do great things. I can't give you all the game. Some of it you have to pay for. But on this podcast, if you well, we'll have an episode for it. We'll, we'll give have you an a episode whole episode. For it. Yeah, exactly. we'll have an episode for it. All right. So, um, yeah. We kind of we kind of went all over the place. Started with Takashi Six Nine snitching, and ended up on you got to spend ten thousand hours honing your flirt game so you could talk to hoes. You know, but, I just uh, wanted to put this in the <laughs> middle of the podcast just in case you know we would have bored certain listeners. They wouldn't have made it this far because yo, we don't want to give away all our tricks, man. And that's what I mean by we've been fucking up the game because they have nothing but competitive intel on us. And the number one thing is they genuinely believe that we will do anything, bend over backwards, just to get some pussy. There's dudes out here buying chicks, houses, for some pussy. What about that dude that 50 Cent is beefing with 
where the chick said that he uh he took her out and he she let him smash the first night and then he bought her a Range Rover. Exactly. This is guys fucking the game up. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. There's a lot you know? of girls out. There's a lot of there's a lot of girls on Instagram who post pictures from uh, from their 65 year old daddy's um, daddy's fucking loft with a nice view so that they could put up good pictures and uh, he'd be giving them an allowance. So there's Stop lots of that in the game chasing too. pussy. Don't do anything <laughs> to keep it around. I'm not saying don't treat people right. What I'm saying is. Do the things as a man that will make you attractive to your woman. Be stable. Be consistent. Be honorable. Be trustworthy. And then don't take none of her shit. I mean that literally. When she she know what she doing, she know what she doing to you, player. It don't feel right in your soul when she says it to you. You look at that bitch. You know what I'm talking We've all been there. And I'm not telling you to not bite your tongue. I'm not telling you that. Pick your battles. But at the same time, Kashi. don't let her think that you don't have it. That you don't got it like that. Get fly on your girl. Walk in the house, get a haircut, put on a brand new leather and some cologne. Be like, I'm going to the grocery store. I'll be back. I'm like, where this nigga going? Do that shit on a Saturday morning. She'll be like, what? I'm coming with you. And then let her see how all these other honeys are looking at you while you're there. Smile at the cashier when she's talking to you. Hi, how you doing today? You understand? And hey, baby, you want to go get something to eat after this? Date your girl. I'm not telling you. Be, be, keep it player. I don't now care you, if you, you married. Just, just keep it player. You just, you do, you doing the episode now. You doing the, the whole 10,000 hours episode <laughs> I right got now. so much game, bro. This ain't even, we ain't so, even scratching the yeah. surface. So we'll save that. <laughs> so we'll save that. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah. Um. I just want to go back over the uh, with everybody, you know, um, that we're happy y'all listening. You made it this far. We're like 50 something minutes. Depends on if I got to edit stuff or whatever. But we're past the 50 minute mark into the show already. So uh, you don't want to talk about those articles. I got time today. I took a uh, nap. You uh, might be tired. We could do another. No, yeah, we'll save it. So uh, so we'll save it because we're going to record one in like two days from now. So that's true. So, uh, so we'll save those. We got to stay off these type of topics because we go have guests. Yes, correct. So yeah. we'll we might need these. So we'll save the articles. So, um, <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to go over the fact of uh, of that. Um, you know, if you if you do like the podcast, if you are enjoying it, uh, make sure that you. Uh, rate it on whatever software you're listening to, if it's iTunes or Google Play or Spotify. And uh, if you can leave a comment, share it with people, and also follow the social media. So Instagram, at WOH Podcast. Twitter, at WOH Pod. Uh, means a lot to us. The more people that like the social medias and that comment and like uh, the podcast themselves, the more it gets recommended to people. And the more it, you know, chance it gets to share to people and we can get more and more out there. And then once we get more and more out there, we can start doing some uh, more sponsors, giving stuff away, working for the people, you know, all types of stuff like that. So that's that's how that stuff grows. So we appreciate y'all listening. And if you have the time and you are enjoying it, 
make sure you at least give us a like and a comment follow us on social media and uh you know interact with us because we're trying to interact and see what kind of topics y'all want to talk about um, uh, lastly i just wanted to plug one last thing uh if you can get down to your local community center rec center or anything like that and whether it be a small 10 or 20 dollar donation to the elderly care or to the children of your local city that funding will go further and further and further and would give people opportunities to have activities in your local community whether it be for the elderly or children it is very important these are the future and these are the people that also paved the way for us whether it be the children or the elderly as we say so get down to your local rec center community center and just try to get involved and if you don't have any money um definitely spend some time uh, i actually uh, spent some time at the community center and i played some dominoes with an old woman and you could tell that she doesn't have a lot of company and I, it felt really good to do so get out there y'all damn all right well uh we appreciate y'all and uh we look forward to hearing from you guys uh we're gonna go over Oh, uh, so the topic for next episode, we're going to go over, we're going to go over some news articles, but we're also going to talk about um, shitty types of coworkers, bad work experiences, just people in general that are shitty. So if you got a story or you got a topic about somebody you want us to read on the podcast, send us an email, slide in our DMs, get with us, and uh, we'll... uh, We'll talk to y'all later. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. My, well, uh, uh, one small preface. Remember that Contifer, a.k.a. Conti, we call him that on the low. Conti is out here every single day slinging dick, all right? Wow. He just right. walks out here and he tells the world. He tells right. the world, this is my shit, and I own it. And I, that's the energy I need to be on every day because he inspires me to be great. I, you know what? I appreciate that. I, I, I move a little bit more on the low than our friend Carlo does, but we're both out here having a good time. So, uh, <laughs> make sure to follow us on the social medias, like us on on um, on any of the podcasting apps so we get shared. Share us with a friend if you're enjoying it. Share us with a friend and let us know what you like and what you want to hear. And uh, we thank y'all for listening and uh, have a good night. Peace.